Hi, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the End the Sales Podcast, which again is brought to you by our show sponsors, Manscaped. The best in men's below in the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineers tools for your family jewels. And I must say, boys, they do give this wee body under it as well, which keeps them fresh and smelling lovely. And have engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, by the way, has a torch so you can see everything. Has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents and comes with additional guards size one to four so you can trim whatever size you want to fine tune your trim. And thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, you can now feel confident saving your balls, again as you Scottish people would say. <laughs> so join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CELTS at manscaped.com and the link will be in the descri- description below. And again, as I said last week, it's a, a brilliant idea for Christmas, John, isn't it, in terms of a gift for a family member, a relative, a friend, whoever really? No, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think we as well. We can all admit, like, I think we're all guilty of letting ourselves go a wee bit during lockdown oh, as well. Whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> most people have let themselves Bye. go. <laughs> By a perfect opportunity for um, guys to get themselves back in. Well, I was going to say in shape, but kind of sort themselves <laughs> out a wee bit. But even even for any girls that are listening, man, like if if you've got a partner who could do a wee bit of trim as well, like yeah. But then they all want to be flossing, John. But then they all want to be flossing. That's very true. What about yourself, Franny? How you feel about the gift, the twenty percent off? I know you said last week you're going to treat yourself. Have you done it yet? Oh, I've I've gave myself. I've got a wee buzz cut off the the barber, then I've gave myself a wee buzz cut below. Got to try these blades out. Got to try these blades out. See what they do. And as always, going for the skin fade down below. Oh, <laughs> and, as, and as always, boys, I mean, your balls will thank you. So get on that 20% offer and we'll keep this podcast moving. Joined by my co host, John, and show regular Francis. How are you both? Good, mate. Good, good. It's good to be back on. Yeah, all good, Stephen. All good. Well, obviously, again, it's been a, it's been a nice weekend and that summer call at the, the Bertie Old Final. And Posta oh, Coggle well. has made his 55th uh, Cup final already. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding, pal. By the way, can I just say as well, just before we continue, like if I sound a wee bit, I've got a wee bit of a blocked nose in that. So if I sound a bit funny, I just want to put that out there. That's why I'm not. Mark, you always sound funny. It's all all good, John. All good. But it, as as Francis alluded to, I mean, before we go on to the game, we'll have to revisit Anne's possible call. first season, first final. Many believe John when he came in, this would be a job that would. Take ages to rebuild for the team to get into this style of football, but I don't know if you've seen the open goal interview that he that he done. No, I've not watched it. I've not seen it. Yeah, I'll need to watch it after this. I'm uh, that. With, Sam, with, with Simon Furry and obviously Paul Stanley, and again, it's just basically what he says all the time. He just oozes class, doesn't he? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to watching this interview. Actually, I've been I've, since I've seen that they had advertised that uh, I've been waiting on it being released. So I saw that it was released earlier. Uh, so I need to get on that tonight. But I, uh, I think it's been a fantastic start for him as a manager. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, I think we we're confident that he would maybe get. Have we seen it early days? Like what he was trying to build and what he was trying to do. And we've started to see that come to fruition, and um, the, the sort of the way he wants the team to play and everything else. Things are starting to click. I still don't think it's fully there yet. I've said that before. Mm. Uh, but I mean, early signs are definitely positive, uh, and. For Ange to come in 
in the conditions that he did, the circumstances that he did, the rebuild that he's had to go through to then make his first cup final uh, is absolutely fantastic. And I mean, cup finals are there for everybody, as I say. <laughs> well, especially coming off that uh, manager of the Muffin Wars rally, I mean, he's building a team you can see for a long term goal, a long term future of the club. He alluded to that at the AGM as well, but. Just for him to get into that final, and he, as he said, every every win with the with the team accelerates his process in terms of the style, and it's just brilliant to see, isn't it? Uh, well, I, I kind of if you look back in some of the other podcasts, I know I wasn't sort of a, his biggest. Would I say it? Yeah. probably not saying his biggest fan is the right thing to say? It was just I was like many has gone. Who the hell is this guy? But then when you see his style, and like I touched on in earlier podcasts, and he's running is saying how a few pick up wins. It helps the process because players will start believing in the the sort of methods that you're actually giving out. And then he's obviously alluded to that after the weekend, and obviously getting to a final as well further probably boosts that because it gives you the confidence. You're going well, we're actually getting to the, getting to a final because of this, so there must be something in this. So uh, it's as it sort of a, in simple terms. Anytime you if you're trying to play a new style, winning is essential, obviously, but it also helps get the players on board quicker and stuff because it could be it's obviously not got to be alien to their players but for what we were playing last season it's a total different style of what we were playing I mean you just need to look at the right, uh, the right your right and left back, it, they're obviously doing these inverted uh, full backs so that's a total uh, sort of alien formation for they, they guys so when you're picking up results and getting good good performances and obviously getting to finals it's, you've got to assume you've, it can only help post the call and help the players go well uh, this is this is something we're buying into. We can properly buy into this and that we can believe in it. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know by now, John, the final's going to be green and white. <laughs> Not, no orange, <laughs> no blue inside. It's fantastic to see. So, I mean, going into obviously before the game, the tributes for Bertie All were flying out and Celtic chose to wear, wear number 10 on their shorts, which the game was fantastic. Number 10 scored in terms of Jamesy Forrest. Not his proper number. Again, it's number 10. And then the 10 for the other team in the final scored a hat-trick. So, the Burial All final, it's, it's well built, built up to be, but we'll have to touch upon the Green Brigade, the Celtic support and their tributes and the, them displays, the pyrotechnics. It was fantastic, wasn't it? I know that the, the pyrotechnics uh, is kind of devised, like there's been a, a little bit divisive in terms of support. I've seen people uh, commend it. I've seen people like sort of say that it was stupid. What I will say is this, uh, I, I, I didn't see it, on the TV before the game, but the the TFO they had uh, that just said Bertie um, at the start of the game was incredible. I thought that was great. Uh, but only sixty seventh minute when they done the the, <laughs> the dedication to Lisbon Lions and you seen all the phones and that. I think that's an incredible sight anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope and I really I mean I think there was a few matches at least towards the end of last season uh, earlier this year where that kind of disappeared for the games. Um, or it wasn't seen every game, which I think it, it needs to be a mainstay now um, because it's an incredible sight and it's an awesome tribute as well. I don't think we Celtic fans need to like sort of hold these guys uh, to the highest regard possible and, and honour them in any way we can. We, you mentioned it in the last episode and I firmly agree with it about the statues of the Celtic way, having them all lined up. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. But as, as fans, the, the, that, the 67th minute in the song was fantastic. I thought they... When they brought out the the big picture, eh, Bertie, eh, and then all the flares and that got lit, it was inc- it, it looks incredible. I, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. Um, in terms of a visual spectacle, it looks fantastic. There's a photo as well. Eh, I actually saw Laura Bradburn shared that eh, on Twitter. Um, Kyogo. Uh, 
the the one of Kyogo eye, oh, yeah. eye with the, with the pyro behind them. You see all mm. the flares and like that. What a fantastic That's proper like. It is, it's incredible, and it, it definitely adds to the sort of air, the, the, the 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 visual aspect, so to speak. And you, you can add, you can say it adds an atmosphere as well. It's impressive to kind of see those things. But we know, and this is what I find stupid. I mean, if if Green Brigade, and this is what I think Green Brigade should do, or the fans should do, is if and which there probably will be a fine of some sort uh, for use of the pyrotechnics again, because we've seen it numerous times. Uh, that some set up to, to cover the cost of it because it's it, I mean it was it was a trib a fitting tribute to Bertie it was it was something visually spectacular for me I, I, I quite liked it but we know the fines coming we know that, that these kind of things are are kind of stamped on heavy and people don't like it um, and some people thought it was stupid because again it, it they reckon it drags the club's name through the mud and the, the club have to pick up fines so I think if anything happens we should as fans collectively should pick up the cost. But I, I enjoyed it visually. I thought, it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, for me, anyway, Franny, what John says there, it was an incredible visual on the TV. Obviously, I was watching it and even watching it, it kind of gave me goosebumps in the atmosphere with that song in the 67 minute, as, as John alluded to. It's fantastic. And I, I, I caught the video the Green Brigade put up on their YouTube channel, basically showing you how they made all the banners and the, the things and bring them to the stadium, the preparation for it. And I know we talked about the Green Brigade previously and, and probably not so good of a light, but again, they do bring a plus point and that facial aspect for Birdie Old was, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. Like, I think we even said it on when we were talking about them previously. It's like, me and, me and William, anyway, we were sort of a 50 50 and sometimes we're like off for them the next month. Like, oh, but I, oh, Saturday for me, it was at visually, it was brought in the display, brilliant and stuff. And I, I've, like, I know I've kind of sort of a, been more sided to the side where I'm. Um, I don't know if saying against the Green Brigades uh, where I stand or stuff. It's just one of them where it's I just don't know with them sometimes and and things. But I think a bit of because of who it was, what it what was representing stuff on Saturday. I sort of was siding with them to an extent. I was even mm. with the pyrotechnics and that. That was a wee bit. It wasn't an issue because it gave me that kind of ultra sort of feel. Yes, I, I like love, that thing. I kind of love it. I kind of love it, and uh, it's yeah. just. It obviously, like you say, it brings an atmosphere and stuff in it, and I know it kind of kills us more in Europe, but I like seeing it in Europe and a bit as well, just obviously when it's a wee bit darker, obviously it was a bit darker because of the time of year and stuff on Saturday, uh, it was also yeah. a wee bit, it was dark and stuff, I just, I bit of it just, I loved it, it just brung, and I think, because we, we were obviously still drawing nil-nil at the time, and I don't know if maybe... The players maybe fed on that a wee bit and stuff, but I, I, I kind of I think on Saturday when we were talking, I was, I was a wee bit against the pyrotechnics, but seeing the more I've sort of seen them on Twitter, and that I've I absolutely loved it, Stephen. I absolutely loved it. Just yeah. gave me that proper ultra as Italian ninety, like growing up watching like uh, Italian football. It just gave me that buzz and that, and I've just yeah. I absolutely loved it. I would agree with you there, Franny. Because see what you said about the the, the ultras thing, and then you go back and uh -huh. you remember watching like the 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 Italian Italian ninety stuff. And the if you look at the old games, remember we used to watch that program that was on Channel Four. Um, and all these teams in that were doing AC Milan was some of their stuff was incredible as well with the big bright red flares, and it does bring an element of atmosphere to it, and I think it looks fantastic. Uh, but uh, as I say, it's obviously the the powers that be, so to speak. 
mm-hmm. in Europe, and they that they kind of they, they crack down hard on it, and the clubs suffer unfortunately. Yeah, um, no, no, I agree. I agree, but I mean, I, I like it personally. I think it I, looks incredible, and I, I think it should be allowed. But I mean, that's just well, I, me. Should should we maybe then be questioning sort of the stewarding and stuff? Then saying how because it's not like one or two players are getting in with. They're getting in with. I mean, I'm not saying they're getting in with hundreds, but they're getting in with plenty. So should can we be questioning stewards going? Why are they getting? Why you you should be doing your job? Nah, because but, nah, I don't know if that's maybe just passing the buck. I don't know. Nah, because they get in with like. Uh, you start violating because I appreciate obviously right. Stuart's yeah. I appreciate yeah. Stuart's only really sort of if you trained up for that really yeah, that's I mean you'd have to, me personally you'd have to do full body searches and stuff like that yeah, yeah, and that's not sure it's not sure it's not just that you imagine they implemented something like that at Celtic Park or anywhere there's no way no. that would that would nah. ever happen but I know nah, what you mean me. it's like but just let fans be fans man let them support the team in the way they see fit I mean, I know you could say there's an it can be quite dangerous, it can and, an, uh, and it can impact. We've saw hands explode and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, but I it for a visual atmosphere, for a visual perspective, atmosphere and everything else, I thought it was incredible. But I don't want to dwell on that too much because no, yeah. it, but it looked incredible. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, me personally, I, I've been assured at some football games, and I'll tell you one thing if you tried to body search a fan. You get gubbed ah, no. in the mouth. That, that's one thing that'll definitely happen. But look, I mean, amazing spectacle, amazing official performance by the group, group guys, so kudos to them. And we'll move on to the actual game itself and come to yourself first, John. <laughs> wasn't I mean, it was built up, obviously, Celtic were in the 10 on the shorts and going out for Bertie Old. Entertain, as his word, was always entertain, entertain. It might, it might have been that entertaining, but it was a workmanlike performance and we got through it in the end. We're through to another final. I think we've done Bertie proud. He'd be looking down smiling. What was your overall take of the game? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I thought it was a good... I mean, we, we've spoken about this as well. We've saw teams, Livingston, done it against us recently as well, and they do it very well. They defend. They're quite resolute in their defending. They, 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 they do what they need to do to keep the ball away from the back of their net. Um, and credit to them for that. They frustrated us a lot um, throughout that game. Um, but it, it's, it's... And you can see it in our game as well, like that persistence never sort of letting go and like just continuing it, it just barraged them because something eventually it'll pay off like it did um, so I mean it's frustrating to watch um, for us I think as Celtic fans because we want to see that free flow and attacking football but that kind of stifles that but I think a lot of teams we play this season because of how dominant we are on the ball um, if they and I've said it before any team that opens up against us will punish them considerably and mm-hmm. these teams know and I've seen the way Livingston that have done it, and they know that their best bet is to sit back, hit us on a counter attack, and hopefully something falls for them. I mean, we saw chat. I think a couple of teams now have done it against us, where because we play such a high line and Hart's so far off his line, but they they're they're when they get a break because the ball is coming up, and even for the halfway line, they're just hitting it like they're not even taking the ball forward, they're not even trying. It's like they're just taking their chances, and yep. St. Johnson's been playing credit to them. They uh, obviously um, had a couple of chances of their own. There was a couple of... See this? I, I just want to say this as well before I continue. Uh-huh. I know we, want, we like to play out for the back, right? But see this passing about the back between Hart and, and, and Welsh and Vickers? Like, that needs to be needed. Just get rid stop that entirely. Because, mind that... I don't know what... Was it Kane? I, no, it wasn't Kane. Who Michael was it? Michael Halloran. There was a moment. Halloran. Where it was passed back, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, Hart, see him coming. Like, how fast is the boy? 
And it's then, quite like me, honestly. See if if if, if he was a, a couple of settings earlier to that, that was in. Angus and it's things like that. To read the situation, but because like we were saying earlier, you've got to. We're saying we've got to believe in the system. You can't just say, "Well, believe." In the I, system I appreciate that, but I mean, how many how many times has that happened as of late nah. with us passing back? And I mean, it, it's it's sometimes you're like, right, I get it. You want to play it for the back and everything else, but like, see if there's no options. Hang me. Some guys maybe need to come back, yeah, and provide an option. Like, how many times did we see Kyogo coming for the front line yeah. right back? Uh, to pick up a ball because mm. nobody else was doing it. Like he had to come mm. move well out of position to come back just to get a touch, get an extra man, so we could try and maneuver the ball about. And that that shouldn't be the case. Um, mm. Bye. Anyway, I thought it was a great performance. <clears throat> I, I think we've done really, really well. And you mentioned earlier, Stephen, like the the the, the, the ten um, and all that. How sometimes stars just aligny, like things just happen. Like you said, you mentioned the Hibs game uh, and their number ten. You mentioned us. It was only one nothing, one zero ten. Uh, with everybody like the two teams that he wanted to play for, the one that he managed and stuff like that, and the final at Hampden. Hampden, obviously, uh, a park that he is <coughs> had an affinity for, and it says it was almost like our training ground would be there that much. Uh, so, I, I mean, so, sometimes everything just happens for a reason and stars align, and I think this is just one of the things in this. It's just an, an incredible tribute to Bertie, and that, like that final is going to be pretty, pretty awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it will be awesome. But coming to yourself, Rally, now you made an interesting point when we actually weren't quite on air, but you went to a pub to watch it and it kind of obstructed your view of the game. And it does go into that a wee bit more. So you went to, you went to the pub, obviously, to watch the game. You were sitting with people. You got a different view. But when you watched it again, you got a totally different opinion. Yeah, so like I was saying to you, when I, wa- I went, obviously went out to the pub and watched it and stuff and sat with a couple of boys, obviously, you know, and as I said to you before we came on there, I came around thinking it was one of your worst performances ever. And some of it was obviously been happening weeks and weeks before. Like, like the couple of boys I'd watched it play, like I said at one point, I was like, in midfield, I've been poor today, which I still stand by. I, I don't, I think it was one of their poorest performances in midfield three. But then one of the boys was like, it's been happening for months. And I'm like, well, it's, but I'm sitting thinking, has that? Then I'm coming, I was like, it's not really there. So obviously I managed to watch it again. And I was like, I mean, we were far from outstanding, but I would probably say more to how John's analysed the game there and saying that I think teams are looking at the Livingston-type model and sitting in with St. Johnston, obviously, are a wee bit different for Livingston. Like, if you watch Livingston, they'll do that nearly every game. Whereas St. Johnston, probably, like, they do like to play a wee bit more and stuff. And you've seen... They did try to attack at times, which obviously helped us a wee bit in the sense that it gave us the space to do what we wanted to do. So I would, I'd probably say after after <laughs> seeing it for myself and for sort of a not any outside influence, if you like, and stuff, I was, uh, I would say it was a workmanlike performance, like you said, Stephen. It was just one of the games that was yeah. almost like a typical typical cup tie in the sense that mm-hmm. not necessarily end to end, but it was just. It was only got to be the odd goal. Like it was always got to be a one 0 Never did I think we were actually got to lose the game. I just never seen it got to that stage in the game where you're like, this has just got somebody's got to score. Where maybe after seventy minutes, somebody's got to score. It might even be with a couple of minutes left or so. I was like, but I can only see us scoring. Then we might get another goal, maybe not. But it'll not be. I can never see us getting bombarded with pressure and stuff. So it was. It was probably. I don't know if you could say it was a comfy 1-0 win because I don't think you're ever comfortable but at 1-0 it 
But no, apart from the couple of wee moments that John had sort of mentioned, there was never really <clears throat> nothing really I can remember was saying I was I was worried for a second there. I just I felt like it was well, we're always got to get the job done, but it just had that feeling uh, it was never going to be four, three, four, nothing and stuff. It got to a stage that like half time you were looking at it going, Well no, unless we score early in the second half, we're never going to run away with us. It just felt like it was going to be a one nil all day long after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that I think that's credit to St. Johnson as you guys alluded oh, to. Yeah, 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 as you've got to credit. Yeah, think, they, they had a plan. I think Callum Davison has them well drilled in what they're doing, and yeah. it 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 did work for the most part. Obviously, we got the final goal in the end to win the tie. But I mean, coming to yourself, John. I mean, one of the players that did live up the entertaining spectacle again is Jada, the man himself. Unreal. Unreal. He is Unreal. he's fantastic, and the news came out obviously after that game. A Portuguese journalist. Did say Celtic want to push the button and 7.5 million euros, a wee bit higher than we all thought in terms of option to buy. But again, his importance to the team obviously lead up to the goal. It's vital, isn't it? Oh, no, definitely. He was outstanding. And some of the stuff he was doing was just incredible. Entertaining and incredible to watch. And he, he, he's, he's key, I think, for us going forward and unlocking defences as well. Because um, we need guys like that. Um, who are going to take players on and do stuff to like create space and he's he's turning people inside out for fun up here that he's like he's absolutely mm-hmm. loving it and I think it's evident in his football eh, how much he enjoys playing for us. Um, the Portuguese thing again, I take it with a pinch of salt. I think we're all I kind of. Uh, we've we've no we've been saying it now for the best part of a couple of months. Like we have to pull the trigger in January. Uh, a Portuguese journalist picking up and saying we're going, we we we're, we're thinking about pulling the trigger and giant. It's like, well, state the obvious. Like you're not saying anything that we didn't already expect or no. Um, in terms of the the, the valuation, I think the euro to pounds thing is still kind of works out rel- relatively. Say, I mean, I, I don't not know. Smart not smart enough for that. Not smart enough for that. I think it's th- I think six and a half million is probably around about the seven million wow, euros mark. So, I mean, it, it, listen, I hope it is true. Like I said, I mentioned before when we signed uh, Jota, like I've got friends that I met at university in that from Portugal who are Benfica fans, and they're well aware of him. And they, they themselves say it would, it would be great for us and that he would he would love this playing um, for us in this league. It just it just wasn't happening for him at Benfica. He's, he's, his chances were few and far between. And the kind of talent he's up competing against uh, significantly is... It's a lot different as well, so it's it's harder to break through for them. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think we've seen Benfica fans are obviously keeping an eye on them as well because you can see them on Twitter and all the rest of it. They're commenting and they're like, <laughs> "Who is this guy? Like, wh- wh- why is he not been playing for us?" And that this is what he's capable of. And then when they find out that there's this clause and then everything else, they're like, "If we lose him, but absolute bargain at that kind of money." Because I think even mm-hmm. at this stage, he's probably worth double that easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think you could argue that, and I mean, well, I don't been... think you're getting him if I've not got that option to buy. John already agreed that fee. I don't think we're getting. No, him absolutely. No, and 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 Benfica are probably kicking themselves at the minute too because he's putting in the kind of performances where they're like, we could command double for this. Aye. Uh, and I think that uh, it's testament to obviously. <clears throat> uh, I don't know who it was that that scouted him and all Peter that. Long. Listen, you're probably trying to <laughs> but I, I mean, in in terms of scouting and the rest, of it, whoever, whoever it is, is obviously they, they've they've done a fantastic job, and whoever's uh, suggesting that, but if it was Angie's even better. Um, but I fa- absolutely fantastic, and 
I just want to give a shout out to Forrest as well, coming on and scoring that goal because he's we've well, kind of been. Well, I'll let you get to him then. But I just thought, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he was outstanding. I just thought we were touching on players who had. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's hold it back, hold it back. <laughs> Look, come with the, yourself, Franny. I mean, he absolutely like Jota rinsed their right back, uh, and every time the camera panned to the right back, he was shouting at him all the time. He was just getting in his face to see if he got on him. But did you see the cross he done towards the, the yeah, start of the game? Ball, Does, oh. He's, as John said, he's a talent that we need to buy. Yeah, yeah it's just like we've said numerous, numerous times. He's, he's the type that you like to see at Parkhead. He gets bums off seats and stuff. He's that, he's that type of player. And like, I like how it's like a tricky wiggler and stuff where he hit, as we've seen, he's got an end product as well with it. And not just with his assist, but his goal scores. And so it's not just, he's not just a one trick pony. He has got that. You sometimes see them where, oh, they've got other tricks in the world, but. They can't cross it or something. They hit Byland, but can't cross it or they can't score goals. He's 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 got it all. He's not saying the guy's world class, but for for us to get where we want to be, he's definitely a player we really need to sign. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he had I uh, had that boy in toast right back and stuff. And like you say, the boys are the boy was shouting at him, but it was just boy probably just sitting going, doesn't matter what I do here right now. He's he's got me. I just need to try something and that, shouting and I might have done something, but. Uh, evidently, nah. another and stuff like, and what I like about Yacht, it can it can stop and stand the boy up and then go again. Like, it yeah. doesn't mind just it. It doesn't mind if he has to stop and just stand the boy up and go. It can beat guys all way round. But I will say, sort of, I, it'd be interesting if Far was involved. Uh, I think there might have been a strong case no. for the St. Johnston go uh, nah, go getting chopped off because uh, they've been interesting, but. Equal if you want to talk about Var would have had a red cat for St Johnston, so they say these things even themselves up. Yeah, don't get him started. Don't get no, him started. <laughs> there's no point saying like it's it's stating obvious saying Jot is a deal we need to get done. It's stating obvious, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Some, sometimes I think for the Celtic board need a plaster to their faces to get it done. Uh, do you know what I mean? And I seen the the release that a wee snippet of the Christmas ad. The, the, um, yeah. Some people yeah. fire fire that email. Whoever is doing the media, that is a blinder they yeah. with that one. And on, on the ladder thing, the Postacoglu's holding down, it says Jada. So uh, you never know what's this space. Uh, but I mean, we'll come well, on you, to the you get think, the you think that you think this advert, you, you, are you implying that this advert is subliminal? Well, oh, but, could be. I liked how they were like man of the match Saturday, uh, player of the uh, player of the month, month. Uh, Monday or something, and then entertainer of the month, uh, entertainer of the whatever, tomorrow. I was like, that's an absolute blinder. The media guys, yeah, the, the, the media the, the this season has been fantastic. I just want to point that out as well. As somebody who does all yeah. that kind of stuff, I, I appreciate it. Like, I, I really enjoy it. We appreciate you. We've got to get a big <laughs> argument on, on the podcast here about it, John. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll come on to the, the man of the moment. And as you rightly said, John, to bring him up, was James Forrest, the guy. Who I, I still can't believe that some elements of the Celtic support haven't took to him or support him like everyone else does. He's won, I've seen 19 trophies. I think that's, the stat said, one trophy in every 22 games over his career. And it's fantastic. And he oh, comes on after, after being out of out for injury for a long period of time. He's come back. And the whole Abada thing, where are you standing on that? Because for me, Abada's still off the boil. Would you keep James Forrest in now after his goal? 
I, I think I think Forrest want, wants a start in the next game. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have anything against Abada, but I I was quite surprised that Abada started ahead of Forrest uh, on Saturday. Um, and I, I mean, I think we'd all assumed based on especially Angie's comments as well, um, pre-game that uh, Forrest would maybe be in for, for a start. Um, and, but again, Abada's still a young guy. I think he, we can see the talent he's got, but he's still... I start, he's, he's still a lot of development to do to be before he's anywhere near a finished article, but he's, he's certainly, I think he'll come good for us in, 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 uh, over the years. Um, but Forrest, as you mentioned, he, he's he's experienced. He's he's probably one of the, if not the most experienced player on the team at the minute uh, in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of length of service and stuff like that. Um, so, I, I mean, I think his experience is invaluable uh, and he showed what he's capable of again when he came on. He's, he was cutting inside. He, he, was, he, was, he was being a little bit more an attacking threat than Abada. I, th- I thought Abada was practically non-existent on Saturday. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's doing to him no playing well or whatever, like he's, he's no good enough. I think it's a case St. Johnson just kind of shot him out and we, we had a lot of focus on the left because Jota was doing damage. Uh, Abada wasn't really getting an opportunity to come into the game like that, but um, when he did, it, I mean, as I said, St. Johnson done what he needed to do, he defended quite well uh, and they kept him quiet, uh, but when Forrest came on, you seen the difference uh, and the, the fresh legs and it just brought a wee bit more energy, I think, in the team and obviously, <coughs> bless you, and obviously, <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's got his reward uh, through getting that goal and he, 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 that goal is the one that sent us through to the final, so I thought it was a great performance. I, I expect him to sort of kick on a bit and, and start playing a wee bit more regularly now going forward. Eh? Yeah, I, th- I think you make a great point in terms of Abada, John. He was shut out. They doubled up on him and the way they were sitting deep as well, it was hard for him to use his pace. He doesn't have a trick, so he relies on his pace to get in behind. So that was kind of not for him that game. But coming to you, Ab Franny, about Forrest. I mean, he came on, he scored a vital goal, as John said, most experienced probably in the team along with McGregor. And I think going forward, especially in this title chase as people are calling it we need that experience we need them players who've been over the line i know that's a, a used phrase from other people but it's true you need that know-how and abada's still 20 still learning he, he will come good i'm sure but i mean he scored five goals seven assists already which is fantastic but yeah do you think james forrest warrants his starts now i think so. i mean i was like john i was expecting him to start on saturday and a lot yeah. of that was based on angie's comments there's usually usually a clue when the manager starts talking about a player that's coming back for injury and things like that. It's maybe a wee clue into I'm starting, but then Ross obviously made a good point on the group chat. He's obviously been out for this wasn't just a we sort of a four, four, five week injury that Forrest's been out for. He's been out for God since Feb, February or something. I think it's been out for a good part of the, the year. And uh, so Ross actually made a good point that it's a semi final. We didn't really expect Forrest to come in and that, but it, it just showed that. He's a big game player. He, he scores big, big game goals and he's and he done it again and stuff. And I think he showed, without actually sounding like I'm digging out a badder, because I'm, I'm, I think a badder will come good. He's just, he's off the ball, he's raw, he's off the boil, but his sort of numbers is, is good for being raw and off the boil. And uh, so I think he, I think he'll be good for, for a badder, just showing him this is what you need. If you want to succeed at this club, this is a level you need to get to. And I think just in that sort of wee brief, wasn't really a cameo performance for us, but uh, his performance, it showed that what what Abada needs to do. And I mean, that sounds silly when Abada's got 12 sort of goal contributions already at the season. Sounds stupid saying that, but 
I think Forest. I think Forest will be good for a bad it could either be the making or breaking of Abada because Abada could maybe just go into shell. I don't know what type of character is, but it doesn't look that type. He looks a confident, never seems to shy away from the ball, regardless of how poor a game is. But I think Abada potentially is also sort of a, he's suffering a bit for how well Jot is playing, and but maybe more inclined to go down the left, so he's not seen much of the ball and stuff. But so he could, it could be sort of things like that. But and I think. I do. He obviously is twenty year old, so he's got a bit of growing to do. I think he needs maybe he needs to bulk up a wee bit. So, like I say, he's not got that trick. So he's losing his pace. So he's also got to need a wee bit of muscle to hold boys off, like mm-hmm. to shove boys away instead of them just shoving <coughs> him off and stuff. But I think the return to Forest could be very telling. I think Postecoglou's handled it well. He's no rushing them back again. Yeah, yeah. A bad as a helped with no rushing them back because a lot bad has not been brilliant at times. He's still contributed to help yeah. probably delay if you like uh, Forrest coming back so I'd expect in the next sort of in the next few games Forrest to play and stuff certainly certainly the European game coming up might not play in the league game just maybe drop them for that and then slowly sort of introduce them a wee bit but I, I can see Forrest playing a lot more regular going forward mm-hmm. I think as well it's right to point out Abada, we're not jumping on him here. It's just obviously nah, nah, the fact that nah. Forrest, the experienced player, maybe we should stay because apart from Barkas, it works all right for us if we jump on somebody. Well, um, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. But he's, he's doing the exact same thing with Julian. Uh, Francis mm-hmm. not rushing him back. And, he, and as late as that interview, he said he, he'll be back soon. He doesn't want to rush that time period in case he comes back, gets injured. But there's one other player I want to touch upon before we move on to other things because I know John's busting to talk about a certain subject, but we'll get there. And that's obviously. <laughs> Yeah, you. <laughs> and that's yeah. obviously the f- the fact we saw James McCarthy come on. I think it was like 15, 16 minutes, around about that. Mm. But for me in that game anyway, John, I thought he, he showed calmness, or a presence. He played the ball well. He played short passes. And if he plays like that, I would put him ahead of Beaton. What, what, about, what about you? No. No, yet. No, I mean, Beaton has made that position his at the minute. I think that he's came in and since we started playing him in that role, he, he's been superb for us. I think he's not put a foot wrong. So I don't think it would be fair for you to start playing uh, McCarthy in that role ahead of Beaton at this stage. Same reason that we, we, we wouldn't out, out Ralston for the position he's in um, in favour of Juranovic because Ralston's not put a foot wrong. He's been solid. Um, when he came on, he did make a couple of mistakes. Let's like it almost cost us uh we are passed back but um i, I mean listen uh, again he I think he's still somebody who's adjusting to the style of play i don't think it's a style of football he's used to um but i think and is the kind of guy that'll get the best out of guys in time uh but yeah i think it's, i mean he certainly looks a, a more assured player when he came on then than he did previously yeah. i think as time as time goes on We'll probably start to see him get, or rather, we'll see us getting the best out of him uh, as he starts to sort of adapt a wee bit more and things like that. But it's difficult to say. But I, I think it's way too early for us to start talking about like, excuse me, getting rid of Beaton or anything like that. Honestly, yeah. mate, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I Listen, get what you mean. I, I, I'm just going to say this, right? This is, we're not live, but. It's like these things, like, you just need to take it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse you, John. But, but like, I mean, I, I get the whole, obviously, 
I meant to jump the gun by saying he's a start ahead, ahead of me, Tom Franny, but more what I'm alluding to, I want to see him start a game because I was one of the guys who was like, why have we given him a four-year date? He came on the pitch against um, St. Johnson. He, he did look assured, but John's right to point out he made a back pass and nearly cost us a goal. But apart from that, he, he was a presence and for me a common influence in the midfield when B-Tom was obviously shipped back to centre back because Stephen Wells went off injured. But what's your what was your take on his, his cameo performance, to say the least? I was I was impressed, but just obviously that pass aside, like I thought it was very calm. It was similar to how when he came on against Fenix Varos as well, and that he, he kind of just he settled us down. He dictated the 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 tempo, of the sort of the, the game and stuff, just exactly what you need to see you through a game. And I probably would start him, but I, I probably would start him in the next game if he's he's fat. I just mm. think has mm. experience. I mean. Beaton, you can see it's been Beaton has played about two hundred and fifty games in ten years. Like Beaton, I know what like Beaton has been good since he came in and played in the centre midfield, but we can't really I just I can't be looking at Beaton as going forward as being in the Celtic team. This guy like he's actually drew a testimonial when he played two hundred and fifty games, I don't think. It's mental. I just I I I would be playing McCarthy, but McCarthy needs to turn up. He needs to turn yeah. up and show that he deserves to be in the team. I get that. I, yeah. I know what John's saying with sort of a like Juranovic and the Ralston one. I think that's totally, totally different because Ralston has been an eight out of ten nearly every week. Where Beaton's, he's Why been a six Beaton's and a been, half. Nah, nah. he's been he's, he's been all right. He's been that midfield position. I, I thought it was I thought it was poor. Yeah, he's like, sent, I thought it was bad. I would never play him in defence. But as a midfielder, no, 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 no. Like I, I agree there. But been... I thought it was. I thought it was poor on Saturday. I thought it was actually really poor on Saturday, based on. Beaton? Aye. Wow. I thought it was bad on Saturday. Nah, I saw too many nah, people but... in the pub, Franny. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think it was one of his better games. Here, but look, one of, obviously topical issues, and we had Nick Walsh again as a referee, John, and Stephen Wells got a bad. time for this. I'm going to put the kettle. Keep I'm it short. Keep it short. Stephen Wells. Stephen Wells got a bad dunk to the head, elbow. Do you think it should have been a red? Yes. Can he be anything else? Is that all you're getting? No. See, Nick, Nick, somebody needs to just take Nick Walsh's refereeing. Do they even have licenses? Whatever it is that he's got that deems him qualified to referee a high-level game in the SPFL, needs to be, it needs to be completely revoked. He needs to be taken off him and never given back. And he just needs to go back to the job centre and do something else because he is absolutely... I think that was the worst refereeing decision this weekend, too. I don't... Mm-hmm. Listen, I, it was the oh, worst, well, yeah. one of the worst performances I've seen. That was bad. And by the way, not just all as a Celtic fan... Won it, like. oh, listen, he didn't get me started on him <laughs> either. But see, Nick Walsh, he... Last time we played St. John's, he was the referee. So we had that incident with Vickers mm-hmm. and Kane. Kane assaulted the man, right? Vickers retaliated, and rightly so. I mean, you've just been volleyed in the fucking stomach. Like, you're going to get up, you're going to react. I, ch- I challenge anybody who gets volleyed in the stomach to not react. And yet, Kane only gets booked, and Vickers gets booked as well, right? Mm. Absolutely mind-boggling decision. And then he does the exact same again this time. Um, Who was it? It was... a. Uh, Kyogo. Kyogo got booked. Yeah. Ah, I'm still trying to work out what he got booked for. 
I'm pretty sure yeah, so the boy. <laughs> he, I don't know what he got booked for. Like he got he got dragged down to the ground, right? And while he was on the ground, it looked like he got stamped on. Now whether it was deliberate or not, he got stood on, right? Ah. Kyogo, uh, who is probably, I know he maybe likes to get a wee bit in people's faces and stuff like that, but he's not an aggressive player. And I don't think we can see. That's not the type of guy that he is. And for him to get up as quick as he did and then give the guy a shove. And by the way, Nick, aye, Nick uh-huh. Walsh was standing right next to him and Kenny had his arm out and was like, look, come on. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he goes and books Kyogo anyway. For what? Yeah. Explain uh-huh. it to me. And why? I'd, I'd love to actually just sit in the room with Nick Walsh and just I would just like to hear him um, actually and just with a straight face explain what he's doing. It doesn't seem like he's got any idea how to referee a game of football. I don't think he understands the rules fully. And by the way, as a St. Johnson fan, you should be absolutely raging as well because towards the end of that game, he was just chucking about yellow cards to anybody for anything. Uh, it was <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. I'm I'm convinced yeah. he's 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 texted his pal at half time and I'm 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 making this accusation, right? He's texted his pal at half time and tell him booting points in, in play. <laughs> this is how corrupt I think he is. This is how useless and corrupt I think he is. It wouldn't surprise me. He's absolutely at it because there's no logical or reasonable explanation for doing what he's done. <laughs> it's baffling. Unless somebody's profiting off it. It's, it, it's absolutely baffling. Well, the, I mean, the, the SPFL will be because he's not get like fines if you get X amount of bookings in a match or something. So they might be profiting at that. Listen, let's not go no. on the SPFL either. The, the, I, I the don't, I, place tap to bottom, referees <laughs> and everybody that runs the SPFL wait, wait, is wait corrupt tell, to the core. What do you tell John you were talking about Stephen Wilson and no Nicky Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about the referees <laughs> and how shocking it was. And I, it brings I'm me back so- again. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, go cut me. Please cut me out. <laughs> <hand. laughs> cut me off before I put myself uh-huh. in it. Dig a, dig a, dig a deeper hole. Is he just saying that? It's mental you saying that. uh, He didn't actually have the worst refereeing performance this weekend. You are. Listen, listen, let's speak. The Madden thing aside, right? Did you mean Madden thing aside? He actually booked the boy for getting pushed off a fan. That sent him off. He sent him off. Uh, It was a second booking to send him off. Listen, I've never seen that incident. So I can't no. comment on it. If I'd have seen it, I'd, I'd probably hear what to say. But the other team boy pushed off a fan, and then I mean the, the fairness went like that towards him, and then the player got booked die. Wow! He was obviously he was chasing a ball down, and then obviously just momentum tearing him over the advertising boards towards the crowd, and then the boys leaning over the sort of stand and pushes him, and then the other team boy kind of like just walks towards him and shouts in his face, and then gets booked and sent off. This just for them, eh? Hey, well, this, this, this is why we have the same. Why? Uh, Do you know what that that just reinforces the point I've made <laughs> repeatedly about the fact that these guys aren't qualified? And uh, I mean, we can we can go over this. And uh, listen, I'm not going to just. It, it might be annoying for people yeah. to listen to, right? But see, mm-hmm. any anytime we see refereeing performances like this, I think we, as fans we need to call it out. We need to start oh, calling it. We can't just fucking. Well, and quite rightly so, if that's the kind of uh-huh. shit he's doing. But I mean, like, we can't just sit back and then just go, it's his job, or whatever the case is, because that's not his job. He's not doing his job. 
Mm. And by the way, that the fact a fan has put his hands on a player is shocking as well. I hope there yeah. was a fan ejected. I like I hopefully Stuart's got hold of him. I don't know. I mean, it he got point out. <laughs> but I mean, I get you're just reinforcing the fact that these referees are absolutely useless. And I the, 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 there's a, but Bobby Madden aside, right? Nick Walsh should never referee another game in Scotland again. Uh-huh. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even trust him to put him in charge of like amateur football. <laughs> he is dire. He's hopeless. <laughs> Completely. And half the fence, John. Half the fence. Right. He's sitting on that big time. Yeah, he's he's up, I'm sorry. To get the skills. To get the skills in that arse he has. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. Probably, I, like I did go on a bit and I, I like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I genuinely feel strongly about it. Like, it, 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 it sickens me. It genuinely does. <laughs> And we can we could we need to watch the same pitch again and again and again. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I need a drink. <laughs> I mean, unless you have anything to add, Franny, we'll move on. <laughs> I thought I thought you had a good game, the ref. Oh gee, please don't. Please don't. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. But here. Bye. <laughs> 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 I was like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> But here, look, <laughs> look, we all know it's done. Semi-final weekend's done. Hamden's going to be green away. Celtic and Hibs final, 19th of December, 3pm kickoff. It's one we're all looking forward to. And we'll turn our head towards Europe, guys, and we face a Germany to face a Germany. Face a trip to Germany, Francis. That, that's better, isn't it? Yeah. Against Leverkusen, who kind of smashed his first game. But at the end of the game anyway, off getting into a final. Do you, do you think we'll get a result? How are you feeling? What, what the heck's going to happen? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, one thing I'm confident of is we'll score because we've scored in every sort of away European tie, I think, this season. And we've always yep. scored early in the European ties as well. So I think that's a positive. You can look at it and say we always start well and stuff. So I'm confident we're scoring. Obviously, when you sent all, we discussed all we've got to uh, talk about, obviously, that this upcoming game, I looked into it. Sort of a brief look at Leverkusen's fixtures and like the last nine fixtures since we we played them, they've only won three, and they've drew a couple and lost some, and they're, they're conceding goals. But they obviously look at the isolation. They've lost to Dortmund, lost to Bayern, eh, no, lost to Wolfsburg and lost to Bayern and things like that, which plenty teams will probably do. But they seem to be shipping goals, so that's maybe something we maybe need to look on. I've read a couple of things online, not necessarily just today, but through ever since we played them, where their keeper's not been great. I find that hard to believe after watching at Park Kid that their keeper's not been great because it was an absolute world beater that day. Outstanding game, man. Uh, so I find unless that was always that was his own one and only good game. So fingers crossed. But I th- it's going to be difficult, Stephen, to get something out of the game when you can only base it on what we've seen in the first, obviously not the first leg, but the first time playing them. Uh, they're getting beat for nothing at home, so. I would say on that evidence, you would say it's a nigh impossible job to go and expect to even get a draw there. But we're in a lot better place now. We're playing a yeah. lot better. We're not as open. We're as a as a defensive unit. We're a lot better. It may be impacted. I don't know how fat uh, uh, Welsh is got to be. I'm assuming he's got to be okay. I don't think. It, I don't know if it was maybe just a concussion type thing he was taking off for at the weekend. Um, I don't know if Starfield's going to be back, but I wouldn't suspect. I wouldn't really expect him to go straight in, considering it was a hamstring injury. So 
providing obviously Welsh is fit, I think I'd be we are as a team in a bit in a better place and as a unit in a better place. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm slightly optimistic, Stephen, but would I be surprised if we caught turned over again? No, because I don't think Leverkusen are clearly a good team. So yeah. it's it's uh, I, I don't know, Stephen. I, I'm conf- as I say, I'm confident we'll score simply based on what we've done. We've done it every other round, so it will just depend. Hopefully, like the other games we've scored first, and it, it gives you something to build on. So it's one of them. We'll either get the result, whether that be a win or a, a draw, that we need to to sort of keep the the sort of campaign alive in the Europa proper, if you like. But equally. Wouldn't he be surprised if the thunder's over again just based on how they played against us at Parkhead? And see, to be fair, I don't think that's being negative. It's being realistic. Mm. M- many yeah. people, obviously, are like, Sally will win, Sally will win, blah, blah, blah. But you have to be realistic. John, we're playing Leverkusen. Do you know what I mean? A, a brilliant team with some fantastic young talent. And obviously, Frimpon <laughs> plays them as well. But one thing, one game that gives me confidence is the Real Batiste game over in Spain. Mm-hmm. We actually played really well that game. And just unfortunate we didn't obviously hold on to get the win. But does that give you confidence, John? If we replicate that type of performance, it'll be at least a free scoring game anyway for the neutral. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, 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 I mean, Franny made some good, good points there. And I think, like he says, there's been considerable time since the last time we played Damon now. And we've certainly progressed since then. And mm-hmm. it, at least on paper, it seems if you look at Leverkusen's recent results, they've regressed yeah. to an extent. Um, but I, I, I do want to say this, right? The scoreline certainly looked far more favourable for Leverkusen in that game than it actually was, because I think for large spells of that, we were pretty dominant. And like you said, Fanny, if it wasn't for their keeper, that game could have been entirely a different result, a different scoreline altogether. Um, I think it, we're definitely going to see a couple of goals either side. Um, I think um, if we defend as well as we have been, we could be enough to sort of... Um, Shut them out a wee bit more, uh, and if we were, were as creative as we have been, like I think any team that comes to us and leaves themselves open in any way, shape, or form, is susceptible to to, to conceding. Uh, I think we've got enough about us to score goals, which is something we've not been able to say for quite a wee while now. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm confident. I, I think if we can play to the, the the way we know we can play, and we can start, we can get into rhythm, uh, and we can stop them playing, um, then I, I can see us picking up a result. And like I said, that, that that game, the first game against Leverkusen, I think it's harsh to say. I mean, we did get turned over in terms of the result. It, it certainly looked more favourable. But I, I, again, I thought for large spells of that game, we were we were very impressive. Uh, and on another day, that referee has a uh, that referee. See, I'm still, <laughs> still it's still annoying me that that goalkeeper <laughs> that goalkeeper has a has a bad game. Um, then that's an entirely different result altogether. So I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm confident. Well, there's enough about us to maybe to take. I, I think we'll concede, but I think we'll score, uh, and I think we, we could nick the three points. Confident. And give us your lineup prediction and score prediction, John. Uh, probably the exact same uh, starting lineup. Assuming Welsh is alright uh, against St. Johnson, but I would start Forrest on the right ahead of Abada. Score. Three two Celtic. Oof, Franny, go ahead. No comfy two nils for this one. <laughs> nah, definitely not comfy two nil. <coughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm the same as John. I think it'll be the same. Providing obviously Welsh is injured, obviously that's got to depend on it. But it didn't look serious. I'm going off, so I'm I'm hoping he's got to be he's got to be fit for it. So yeah, pretty much 
Same team as Saturday with Forrest starting the right. Personally, I would start McCarthy, but I just don't see it happening. I, I think, I think he will say, I, I, I'm more than confident Beaton will be starting uh, in the midfield. And I'll go for a 2 2, I think. 2 2? A comfortable 2 2. No, a comfortable 2 2. For me, Welsh comes back in, obviously, if he gets through the head knock. I think McCarthy will start dropping beat on it, and I think Forrest will start in the right. And I'll go a free each draw, an entertaining free scoring game. Free each. Everybody's got an entertaining free... game. Everybody's got uh, an entertaining game right now. I just, I just have a, f- a funny feeling this game's going to erupt. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like just all over. Potential. Like. Got the potential. Yeah. And as you said, it's key if we want to stay in Europa League proper in terms of getting through to the next stage so if we get a result and Batiste kind of slip up against Fernas Faros who knows we could be in that competition yeah. after Christmas and setting up a league conference but sure that brings us to the end of the show guys but as you always know the quiz is here and it's between Franny and John and he just dips his head down slowly he doesn't want to do it but but he he's into it it's five questions and the first to three you, you know the drill again you're it's well, well rehearsed in this I'm, I'm, I'm so convinced I'm, I'm, it's like a guaranteed loss. No. Me and Anthony last week was embarrassing. Then the Betty Old one. <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. To be right. fair, can I just comment on that, Stephen? <laughs> Listen, see, bear in mind, right? You're going, oh, come on, like, you, because you know, yes, you know, know that. <laughs> but if you were asked these questions as well, I think a lot of people were kind of going, like, I was sitting when I was watching it back, I couldn't get answers either. Know that that's surprising to anybody who watches this show. <laughs> but I mean, I think a lot of people would have generally struggled with some of the questions because there are no immediate, there are no answers that people immediately know. But you're like that. Come on, come on! Oh, you gonna like? <laughs> it made me laugh because I was like, "You're sitting with the answers in front of you. Of course, you know them." It's not even that, John. I had, I had the teams in that four. Party, party, party again. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let that, Franny, let that go, let that go. <laughs> You're not getting that back, no chance, right? I'm just trying to delay we'll this fire. to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll fire in here. First question: What minute did James Forrest score a goal at the weekend? Seventy second. No. Seventy sixth. No, one more guess, Franny. Seventy five. No, seventy third minute. Both wrong. I said something fun. Oh, did you? Right, sorry. See, there's this right after a great start of Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> One nil, probably. How many oh. trophies has James Forrest won for Celtic? 19. 2 0. Right. <laughs> let, me get, let me get the second one here. Not, not, for, not prepared here, boys. Is ready. And no. what number the Celtic Warner shorts? 10. 10. I actually joked that. I joked that because I was lazy earlier. I was like, uh, <laughs> you gave me that one. James, James, McCar- <laughs> James McCarthy played for another Scottish club, which was it? Hamilton. Hamilton. Three one. Look, see how easy that was this week for you. That was close. That was <laughs> close. That's <laughs> the next one. I'll beat him four one. <laughs> I'm telling you, by the way, that was that was close. I will. I mean, you didn't even I mean, you didn't even attempt, did you? I didn't hear you once. No, right. Okay. I'm only up. I'm only up. I'm only up. When you hear it back, you want the next question? I think myself. No, no. I'm going to lose anyway. 
I'm glad you're saying that. Well, look, I'm, just, I'm just saying that. I could, in, I could be acting the big shot and get it fucking wrong. I just want to say that obviously the people who are watching this applies to you. Again, if you're liking what you're saying on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell, you'll be notified when we go live. I mean, we're growing, as you always say. We've smashed 500, we're on 520 now. So the journey to 1,000 starts now, fellas, and hopefully it'll be a quick one. We'll get there quickly. And again, it's the end of the podcast. Have you enjoyed this one? Ah, it's been good. It's been good, but it's been good. Nah, it's good to be back on. And a final, yeah. it's not to like. Exactly. Positive <laughs> podcast. Minus the referee rant, it was positive. Lads positive. <laughs> and as we know, Hamden will be green and white on the 19th of December. And that's a fantastic thought. And also, again, for people who are listening and watching, take advantage of the 20% off. Come up to Christmas. A great gift idea for family, for friends. Whoever really does take advantage of it, it's there for you. And until we speak again, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail.